Today, we're talking to Dr. Jack Hawks, who is the strongest doctor. I think it's safe to say you're the strongest doctor in the world. What What do you think, Dr. Hawks? Well, it's, it's potential because there aren't very many doctors that stay as active as I do. I've seen a few, but maybe not as strong. <laughs> and so you have, I, I, I'm not sure I even know. I know you have a world record. You're the number one guy somehow. Nobody better in the world. What is that world record? The world record was in the deadlift, and it's uh, based on age, age and weight, age, weight, and and there is a three different levels. There's one that's called raw, there's one called classic raw, and then there's um, with gear. The the raw is when you don't use anything but a uh, a belt, and then with the classic raw you wear a belt, and you can wear wrist wraps or knee sleeves, and that's. That's the only differentiation. I, and the record I made was in the deadlift, and it was uh, called raw. So just absolutely nothing, just you and your body doing it. Me, my body, and I have a lifting belt just for okay. back support. Yeah, gotcha. And you did the deadlift. And um, uh, now, you know, I know I saw you at the gym once, and you had 720 on the bar. Uh, yeah, that was. That was probably a rack lift. That was a little bit higher because this is off the floor. Okay. Off the floor is a little bit different than a rack lift, but yeah, it was the record I set was six hundred eighty-five pounds. Six eighty-five, man. And so now you're getting ready to do bust some other world records, aren't you? I'm looking at doing the bench press record, and currently the bench press record is held by a guy named Nick Best, who is one of the strongest men in the world, and uh, he said the bar at basically 600 or sorry 530 530 pounds for a bench press wow and that's raw too you're going to do that raw yes the only thing i have on is wrist wraps you know one of the questions i have you know i've never benched like that but um i don't fit squarely on the bench and one shoulder moves more freely than the other and so yeah. I get shoulder problems because like one shoulder blade will be locked into the bench and the other will kind of be off and be more mobile and take more stress. And you're big. I mean, I'm not a small guy. You know, I'm six foot, 215, um, fairly solid, you know, for a guy who doesn't focus on that. But I mean, you're immense. I mean, you're really big. How do you fit on a bench? You know, do they have special benches or anything for you? How do you get yourself... Where your shoulders can take that. The competition benches are built a little bit wider um, to, to compensate for guys that are a little bit larger and get a good base. Because if you don't have a good base, you can't have a good bench press. Yeah. But also the thing that you do is you actually pull your shoulder blades together so they sit as a good foundation when you start the bench press. Hmm. How much do you just practice form? Like you'll go with lighter weight and just practice on that form? Usually 225 pounds is a good work, working weight. I can do between 15 and 20 repetitions of 225 pounds. Nice. That is really nice. So when is your next competition? I'm looking at doing one in December, probably the 5th of December. Um, it's a federation called the APF. So I'm, I, if, I, if I do it, I'll get most of the national records. Most of them. Just sweep them up. <laughs> <laughs> I hold two of them right now. I just want to get the other two, which what are is the, a total. Yeah. What are the two that you hold right now? 
The two that I hold are the deadlift and the bench press. The other two that I want to get is a total, which includes the three lifts, which is a um, squat, bench press, and deadlift. Um, now, you're my medical doctor. I'm very proud of that. I'm like, man, the world's strongest man is my medical doctor. And you really are one of the nicest. You, I do think you're the best doctor I've ever been to in my life. I really, the last time I... I appreciate that. Yeah, the last time I had a medical doctor that I really liked was Dr. Leland Pfeffer. And he's passed away, but he was a marathon runner. And he'd run a marathon every day for training. And, you know, ran a marathon competition-wise almost every... But at one time, he was like 320 pounds. He was my height, very heavy. And I remember him telling me the story. He would run a quarter of a mile and then every day just try to add a quarter of a mile. And he lost like 180 pounds, something like that. And then developed that love for marathon running. And he was a great doctor, you know, it just, just all that expressiveness so when did you start doing the powerlifting what got you into powerlifting i mean to be a, the world's best i would think you'd have to start when you were like 20 years old well i originally started lifting when i was 17 but i've i've gone back and forth where i would i did endurance sports where i did a couple half ironman so triathlons and then uh, my son he served a mission in uh lima peru and uh when he came home, he convinced me to try it because he was pretty strong. So he says, why don't you try this with me, Dad? So I started competing with him, and that was a little bit more than two years ago. It's probably two and a half years. So you've only been doing this two years? Correct. So have you set any records that have been broken? Um, yes, there was a, a national record that I set for a squat, and it, it was broken within two months but the other records I have one that sets for a uh, Wobdell which is the world bench and deadlifters that stood for now the last two years wow for two years that's a long time that's an eternity yeah in this sport yeah because people are always bigger faster stronger but it it seems like in this age group you hit kind of a plateau either they drop off or they stay motivated to compete, and then you reach a certain plateau, and if you don't push yourself, you don't ever break that plateau. Yeah. Well, that you know, that's a question I have. Like, you know, I'm 50, I turn 59 next month, and um, I still like to be active, but I'm nowhere near as motivated as I was a decade ago. Right now, I'm, I live in a very hilly area. I like to hike mm, four miles a day, and I run up, you know, I try to run up three of the hills each day and they really get me. And um, I'm not as motivated to push myself. I used to be a competitive runner, just can't do it. How do you maintain that motivation? I mean, you know, nobody is the best in the world. Nobody's number one by accident. Yeah, I think I think the thing is, is it's, uh, I found an internal drive. It's, it's a thing that, I feel like it's my baby Everest. It's something that I can channel my energy into and it it gives me a, I don't know, I find a peace when I do it. Although it's strenuous, it's someplace that I can go where I feel it's it's just me. It's just me against the, the iron. It's just me against this. I'm lifting against myself. So I always bet 
better myself and then I know that in life I could do the same thing. Um, have you ever done team sports? I did for a little while. I did football, but I didn't do very well. I did. I don't play well with others, it seems like, when it comes to <laughs> competition. Yeah. And so you like it to just be all on you. No place to blame anything. It's just me. You like that. It's just, it's me. If I fail, it's my failure. If I don't lift that weight, it's my failure. Well, not my failure, but it's a failed attempt because the next time I'm going to try, I'm going to get it. And it's, it, and I, I, it's a vision quest. You're, you see it in your mind and you pursue it till you do it. Well, you know, I was watching your world record lift on video and you seem to have a ritual or a routine. I noticed you walk out and you planted your right foot, I think, and you're looking at it. You just are looking at your foot for a while before you step your left foot up or your other foot. What, what's going on in your head? You know, it looked like that was a very choreographed approach to the bar. I think you start to to get a ritual to something so that there's a comfort level. If your ritual's thrown off, you know, football players wear socks to every game. It's the same pair of socks they wear to every thing that you do. But the, the ritual gets your mind, it clears the mechanism, as they say, so your mind is focused on what you're doing. And, it, and it's almost like I can see myself doing the lift before I do it. Hmm. So let's say you go in and you break these world records. You go, you know, make some more new world records. Dang, I just can't even imagine, you know, waking up one day and going, wow, I'm the best in the world. I'm the best. Um, so you wake up and you're the best in the world. Have you ever thought, good enough? That's good enough. Being the best, being number one, that's that's good enough. I'll just stop. No, I think I, basically what I, basically what I told my wife is, I'm going to go till I can't do it anymore. So if I, if I set a record at, let's say, 530 pounds for bench press, I'm going to try and get 535. And then if I break that one, I'll try for 540. If I can't do it anymore and that's that's it, then I'll just watch that record until somebody else breaks it. Um, have you ever worn a bench shirt or anything? No. Never, never. have. Uh-uh. Um, how, you know, do you feel as big as you are? I mean, you're a mountain. You know, I could, in Arizona, you know how shade is at a premium. You'll pull into a parking lot and find six inches of shade. Dude, you're shade. You, you're, you are shade, you know. I would park, my, I could park my car and keep the driver's side cooler in if you were standing there. You are shade. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always, I've always been driven and I don't know what it is. Um, I just think it's, it is. It's you almost see something off in the distance. It's the Everest. You see the Everest, that mountain there. I got to climb it because that's challenging me, and I'm going to do this. So, how do you do Everest again? You got. You're like, oh, I did Everest. What do you do next? Then you start training for the next time you do it. Gotcha. I don't know. It just it's it's a it's a constant evolution where you're always evolving yourself, and it's always being a better you. It, it it's moving forward. If you're not moving forward, I've, I've stopped progressing, and I don't like that. Do you find that that carries over into, for example, being a medical doctor? I think it does. I think there's a lot of things that, and I think moving into men's health was something for me because it seems like a niche for me. I, I understand how it works. I understand how the hormones work and inter- 
interact with each other and helping men to fulfill and fill that masculinity that seems to be drawn away from in society now. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, probably one of the reasons you're my doctor. And so I don't mind you, you know, I don't mind, I hope you don't mind me plugging you here. What's the name of your clinic, Doc? It's called Men Uplifted. Men Uplifted. And are you in Peoria, Arizona? Is that what the location is? Yep. It's in Peoria, Arizona. Do you want to give us your phone number or anything? Sure. 623-217-2971. And our website is wearemanuplifted.com. We are man or men? Man. We are man uplifted. We are man uplifted. That's awesome. Well, Doc, um, I appreciate you joining us today, and I'm sure we're going to find other topics to talk about. And um, maybe we'll get some listeners, some subscribers' comments on specific topics, but I appreciate you taking the time. I know you were super busy today, and I appreciate you taking the time. Okay. Very perfect. I'd love to do it. Thanks, Doc.